Welcome to Precarious Parenting. Today I chatted with Dave Young, who's been a widower for six years. He talks about the grief he felt when he lost his childhood sweetheart and how he and his daughter Mabel have worked together to keep moving forward by remaining in the present. I, I was I was very happily married to my I call would call her a childhood sweetheart. We met as teenagers and immediately connected and were best 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 friends. And yeah, she was everything to me. In fact, I I would say that I didn't. My view of myself as an adult was based around my relationship with with my wife. I didn't know myself as a as an independent person. And I, you know, people say your your other half. I really felt that my wife M was my other half, mm. and. And I had this this view of life that it, I didn't know what what would happen, but it didn't matter what would happen because she would always be there. We'd always be together, and so it would be okay, or whatever. Um, and then, then very suddenly, I mean, she she became she became poorly. With what we thought was was just a normal cold and things, and um, it didn't go away, and then it spread and went into her lungs, and it, it, it she ended up she ended up having difficulty breathing and things, and we had an ambulance out, and and she ended up in hospital in hospital where they did a procedure to help to try and help, but but she she very sadly died died. Uh, an hour or so later in my arms and i was just i i remember i just collapsed on the floor in the hospital and just thinking how how can how can i live my life i didn't under, i didn't understand how i could possibly carry on mm. but then maybe it was six at the time but then um so i didn't know how how to, how i could carry on but 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 knew I had to because I had a daughter who now looked to me as her sole parent mm. to to show to show her the way. So I I I I, I just um, set Mabel. She became my my whole meaning, and. I was just thinking how to how to how to put it, Marie. But um, she became a whole meaning, and I, I I saw the responsibility of parenthood, which is huge anyway. But it 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 just um, in me it just it just rose in such an incredible way, knowing that the buck stopped with me, mm. and I didn't have that security of a shared, you know, d- discussing discussing with someone else well, what's what should we do here with her at any point you know what school should she go to or I knew I could get advice from other people but there was no shared responsibility in the same way and so the buck would have to stop with me it was my that was my decision ultimately um and so how did your experience of grief roll out then from 
from that immediacy of knowing that you the buck stopped with you but through you know what kind of support network did you have how how were you in yourself through that period of time well for for a long time i was i felt sort of numb in myself i wasn't living i was just trying to yeah just getting through getting through and went into just sort of a a primal stage of make sure you do the basics you know eat sleep all with the understanding within myself that i had to cover those the bases otherwise things could collapse i could go downhill and i can i couldn't i couldn't display that to mabel that something happens in your life a trauma or something happens in your life and you collapse i've got to, i thought i've got to there's got to be there's got to be a way to view life and to find life where i'm i'm showing mabel that there is strength to be found so yeah i had support i had support luckily i've got my parents and my sister and dear friend around which who who helped who helped especially in those early days um really helped me helped me be the the dad that i wanted to be to mabel so you know made sure that we were we were okay and we had food on the table and all things like this and you know some dear friend would come and clean the house and things and it just enabled me to concentrate on mabel so that's real real practical support you're talking about practical you found support. that really vital from people that's really interesting that's really yeah. helpful possibly to other people listening it was really helpful in just because it freed me it freed mm. me to do the important really important stuff you know, and that to me was the emotion, emotional journey that we were both plunged in into, and to you know, we 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 both not not only for for me was I sort of thrown into this barren world that I didn't know where to go and anything, but I Mabel was six and 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 I was aware that. I was aware that however I'm experiencing grief, I've never been in her position. I've never been a six-year-old child who's lost her mum. And so she's going to have her experience of it and look to me. So, so I made, um, I, I, I made some sort of set rules for myself and for Mabel and how I was going to manage Mabel in, in a way. And, and I shared them with Mabel, and it was that we talk about mum. We talk about mum whenever we want. We, it's fine to cry. It's fine to cry about mum. It's fine to miss her. It's fine to display this emotion. And perhaps the most important one I found is I, I said to her, or I said to myself, you know, she can ask me anything, anything that she wants to, and I will be honest with her, knowing that a child's understanding of death and things changes over time. And she was only six at the time and there were very, the kind of questions that she had for me were, is mummy in heaven? And um, will, if you die, daddy, will I be an orphan? And 
But, you know, Dave, I love what you're saying, because in my experience of working with uh, younger people, they often don't want to say these things because they don't want to upset their parent because they feel responsible for their parents' well-being. But what you were doing was saying there's nothing that we can't talk about. Yeah, I, I, I just felt that was important. And that, that just came as a that just came as, as an instinctive thing in me that I, Mabel had to be have her voice as well as I had to have mine. Mabel had to have hers. And, and it enabled her questions to come up naturally within her. I didn't, I didn't force any information on her when she was not at the stage to understand it or want to know the answer. So I didn't bombard her with anything that was going on in my head other than when she asked me. When she asked me, and her, as she developed and got a bit older, her questions went from this very you know, it's mummy in heaven sort of questions to, I want to know exactly what happened. I want to know the medical, why did this happen medically? Mm. You know, and so now Mabel is 11 and she she knows she knows everything. Mm. She knows everything, but also we've got pictures of mum around the house and we, mm. we laugh and we, she still does, faces or acts in a certain way and I'm able to say that's just like your mum and we can smile about it and Mm. and enjoy that fact you know so um so yeah so I I was I was very very sort of set in my in my approach of just being honest with Mabel not 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 trying to shield her from the realities of what's happened but doing it at her pace. Yeah, lovely. And then what happened for you then in your journey through your grief? How, how, how did you find a way to start moving through the intense grief that you were feeling? I was resolved. I was resolved to, through, through Mabel, through my will to, to, make sure Mabel understood that this didn't mean the end of life for us. We were still here. Um, I, I then, so that, so that was just a do that. And that, that led, that led me, that led us, we went traveling and things and we went away in that first year. We, we went, we went to, we went to Spain and we went, we went to Dubai and, a year or so later, we went to Thailand, you know, to travel. I wanted Mabel to, you know, it doesn't mean that there's still experiences and joy to have in life. There's got to be. And I cannot show to Mabel that there isn't. So through that, that naturally led in me to a an understanding that there has got to be a different view for myself. I've got, there's got to be truth. If I, if I am if I know that there is a need to display this to Mabel, I have to feel it myself. And if I, I have to know it as truth myself. So I have to find a new life view and not view, you know, and find myself as an adult. And as I said, you know, I viewed, I viewed my whole adult life as completely entwined with my wife. We were, we were, you know, as one and, 
and not having that not not having that i knew that there had i couldn't go carry on my whole life with that life view because i wouldn't i would never find any happiness if that was my life view so there has to be a different i have to change that course for myself so um so that said that just sort of set me <clears throat> set me on a path and a path where i understood that the grief that i was feeling and the this lostness was was completely natural it was it was i didn't try and deny that in myself so i allowed myself to feel what i was feeling and to to point out you know gps and some you know loving family members and things were sort of worried about me naturally and suggesting i go on medication and things like that and i just refused because i just thought i'm not ill this is i may be feeling like the bottom has dropped out of my world but that's not an illness my wife is my wife my soulmate has just died so this is not illness this is this is human experience which i've got to i've got to accept i've got ultimately and i've got to understand rather than shove it under a blanket and you know for it to crop up at other, another point in my life. I've got to go through these emotions and get live it how it is. Um, which I did. So it was a long, it was a long, yeah, it was a long process. And I, I before M died, I was a, I was working full time as an occupational therapist, but after a period of time off for compassionate leave or whatever, they, they said, we come come back come back to job you know but they were very inflexible to my new situation and they basically said full you know come back full time work as you were before and and i just couldn't do that because logistically i was a i was a single dad with a young child and i wanted to i wanted to be the one who dropped her off at school and picked her up from school i didn't want to push my parental duties over to someone else to do that sort of stuff so so i didn't go back to work and i haven't f gone back to f any formal work since the day and died um so yeah so so that i could so that i could be here for mabel which um probably maybe certain people around me you know frowned a little bit at the time but you know quest question you know but I, I saw that as the, the right the right thing to do. And so I could go through my I could go through my grief and not be forced into a situation where I'm having to having to hide it and having to cover it up to get on with whatever anyone else was expecting of of me. Yeah. I, I, I get I really get that I really hear that from you that you wanted to own this experience and and as a human being really feel the experience that you were having and be able to be completely present for your daughter so so what what transpired for you what did you learn about yourself you know did you start to see the world in a new way you were talking about that earlier you know mm. what insights did you have about about this experience you are having well the first the first thing really was 
an understanding that I knew there had to be a different way to view life. There had to be. Because if I carried on viewing life in the same way, I would I could never find any real joy or happiness again. And I would it would be a really tough thing. So I, I thought well, that doesn't make sense. There must be a different way to view life. And so that set me set me on some sort of path to 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 find to find a different way to, to view myself in my life. And so um one, I, we went traveling, as I said, to, we went to Thailand and a friend of mine gave me a book by Viktor Frankl um, called Man's Search for Meaning. And it resonated with me in such a deep way. And the message I got from that was you can never, you can't, you can't impact or change the things that happen in your life to you, but you never lose the choice of how you react. And I saw that, I saw that as a, a, a truth that there was, it was up to me, it was up to me to find, to find a different way to react to this. And so, and so, yeah, so, so I, I, I sort of went on a, a sort of a personal well, self-realization sort of path to try and find this new way. And Mabel's come along with, with me in that, um and it's it's just sort of it's it's led to a, a more of a you know an understanding and a, a living in the present really understanding that nothing exists other than the moment now mm. and i gained the understanding that my experience of life is happening within me it's happening in my head. It's my thoughts that give me my experience of life. So, and that and that that just sort of gave me a gave me a strength to think. Well, I have it's it's within me as it was within all of us to 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 take to take that control from within within myself and and shape my experience of life in a way so yeah and it's it's led it's led it's led me to yeah we traveled a lot and led me to a, a journey where i've understood myself and the nature of human experience and things through that it's that it's based on based on my thoughts and and that then has extended even deeper to understanding that the things that I have thought of myself and lived for it was I was 45 when M died and I had formed lived my life and formed my the way I presented myself to the world and I always saw myself as a as a shy person and things like this and I I through this journey I've realized that in the same way that I can shape my life and all the there's a different way to view things in the light of grief. I realized that those beliefs that I had about myself were thought based as well as a child. And I've, you know, I've sort of laughed, laughed at myself and think oh, I've believed this and formed my whole personality around it. 
like, I'm a shy person. I'm a this and that. And, and I realised that that was a decision that I had made based on something that had happened when I was a child. And I have lived as if that were truth. Whereas I did, I, it, was, it was an experience that I'd interpreted in my head in a certain way. Yeah, and innocently, it's an innocent misunderstanding, Absolutely. isn't it? And it happens to all of us that we can Absolutely. believe the stories that we have built up innocently. You know, sure. it's, it, yeah. so, so recognizing that in yourself, how, how did that, how did that affect your relationship with her now as, as father and daughter only? Sure, sure. And it's a situation where she looks to me for everything and, and I became mum and dad. And as I say, you know, not have that shared responsibility of how she develops in a way. Um, she's an amazing girl, Mabel. And um, I remember that the day after mum died, you know, that was the, the biggest trauma of my life. And it, uh, I, it, that was a Monday, a Monday. And on the Wednesday, I said to Mabel, thinking in myself, I don't care if you ever have, want to go to school again. It's, it's irrelevant to me. You know, we're going through this. And I said, um, Mabel, do you want to go to school? And she said, well, it is quiet today, Dad, and I really like that. So she went to school two days after mum died and hasn't missed a day since, you know. So she had that attitude of, uh, as, and I, you know, and that's in, as, a, as a six-year-old child, she just sort of had that attitude of living in the moment and living in the present. And it was inspiring to me, you know, just as, and I think just as much as I may have guided her way of thinking about things she has mine as well yeah. and we've it's not it's not always been easy you know this it's there are there are challenges there are challenges and challenges and the weight of the weight of parenthood is heavy on me but but we we both of us to a large extent now we we live in the present and we understand that we cannot change what has happened and so i've through that i've cleared cleared for myself a lot of the stresses that i would have experienced and the anxieties about the future and the, and even the worries about the past and now as i say we can talk and think about mum and and discuss it and you know feel it in our hearts but laugh and that's you know, and that's 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 an amazing thing. But the we live it, we live in the present, and we both see such great, such hope now in the future. Because mm. we found strength in what we've been through, and we've we <laughs> this awful experience that happened in our lives, and we went through the emotional trauma of that. But I understand, I understand you've got to experience that. You've got to experience the human emotions that come up. And from any, from any negative experience, there is always growth to be had. You know, you look at the wildfires in Australia and things like that, and then new shoots appear, and we are part of nature. And I understand that 
that now in a, in a bigger context. And um, I think it's, it's just, ta yeah, taking, taking, taking life as looking at the next step only living in the present yeah, taking the next step and, and it, it it does mean that if you do the, do your best in the next step that opens different doors to that opens different doors and you see what your next step is and so there's no we haven't got any prescribed thing this is how life is going to go because we don't know but we're prepared to live today as, as well as we can and see what doors open up yeah. and they are, our, our path will be guided and Mabel has that understanding she's now 11 and she's she tries to do the be the best she can be every day and and doors will open up for her she doesn't know what she wants to be when she's older but she'll find out because if she makes the right choices every next step is the right choice for her absolutely so so Dave what would be your message to any anybody who's listening to this they're parent or a carer maybe they maybe their partner's terminally ill or maybe they've recently uh, you know bereft of, of a really close loved one what, what would be your message to them i think i think the the real message would be that there is always a different way to see there's always another choice within yourself to see any situation and yes that doesn't take away and it's not denying the the feelings that you have and the the deep wishing that thing life hadn't gone the way it had. But there is always, given that you cannot change the past, there is always a different way to think about the present, which will change your future. Um, and that's, I mean, it's a it's a very personal, individual path that everyone has to go in. But I think also. If, feeling the human feelings that you're going through and accepting them and not worrying about I didn't worry I wasn't I wasn't scared about the fact that I was experiencing the sadness and the grief that I was experiencing because I just thought of course I am that's that's natural and if I wasn't that would be more worrying to me if I was just sort of going to, oh my wife died then breathe through life as if nothing had happened that would be more worrying so I I gave myself permission to feel whatever I was feeling in the moment. Mm. And through doing that, I think that that helped me come to terms with it internally. And it's, and it's, it's given, given me the internal sort of strength and everything to, to learn, to take the good stuff from it and learn from it, you know, and enable, enabled me and Mabel then now to, to move forward, to move forward, and that's what it is. It's move, move forward, moving forward, and that's the only only thing that we have to do, and the only thing we can do. Mm. And so we, you know, that that would be that would be my message that there is there is always a different way to view any situation, mm. and life is and and your experience of life happens within your own within your own head and within your. So yes, my my wife died, but how I experience that happens within my own head. So we all have, we all, that is how we all experience our lives. Mm. So, 
That's lovely, Dave. It's so powerful. Thank you so much. Um, I know that you are a coach yourself. And um, and so if anybody wanted to contact you to to chat about your story or, or even ask about their own, how, how could they do that? Well, yeah, as I say, I've... I've through my journey I've I've as I've not gone back to work in the, what I was doing before but I have I've entered into a, a, a coaching world to try and share what what I've learned through my experience and I can be contacted on on email which is daveyoungcoach at gmail.com um, and I'm just at the start of my coaching career and it's sort of been stalled slightly by by the pandemic and homeschooling and things like that but but that is all there's next steps for me to do in that and excited about where that will lead in the future absolutely well dave uh, your email will be in the show notes so if anybody wants to make contact with with you i really encourage them to and thank you so much for your time it's been fascinating hearing your story listening to precarious parenting by realization works subscribe to realizationworks.com to access more resources including monthly blogs written to be shared with younger people Thank you.